Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Joining us now is Teresa Stavo from the Wisconsin DNR. Teresa is an RS3 coordinator with the DNR. Teresa, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. First of all, what is an R3 coordinator? Tell us about what you do. R3, maybe I'll just first explain what that stands for. R3 stands for recruitment, retention, and reactivation. And in this case, it's of anglers and hunters. So what my job is, it's to get more people out fishing, get them to really enjoy the waters of Wisconsin, help them learn how to fish, things like that. Cool. How do, you, how do you go about doing that? Tell us about what kind of the day-to-day of your job is like. Well, right now it's been very different just as our days have been, you know, everyone's days have been different in recent months. Um, typically what we like to do, though, is organize classes and clinics and just get people reactivated either by helping to lead some classes or if no one has fished before if somebody hasn't really fished before we invite them to these classes so that we can help get them started so we're looking at all age groups too we're looking at adults you know people who maybe missed out as kids they never went to any of those clinics as you know as a youngster so they want to you know they want to give it a try they want to know how to fish tell us about this weekend we've got free fishing weekend coming up in wisconsin june 6th and 7th what is this event all about for the Wisconsin DM? Free Fishing Weekend was, has been around since 1987. So we've been able to invite people out and they can invite their friends and neighbors, their family members out to just to go fishing. Other years we've held clinics. This year we're asking people to take people, members of their own household, their roommates, their family members who you know, they've been living with these last you know, two and a half, three months or so and invite them to go fishing we just want it's just an opportunity for people to give fishing a try just to um, find out what fishing is all about explore the waters of of wisconsin particularly ones that are close to home yeah i think that's the big message here for our audience our audience is really kind of the hardcore angler but i think what i want to get across to them is this is a great weekend if you've got friends that haven't gone fishing before if you've got people that, that, you, that you hang out with that, that don't get a chance to get out on the water that much, this is a great weekend for them to experience it, and they don't really have to take any, any money out of their pocket to do it. Right, right. You don't, you, don't need, you don't need to have a license, and that holds true for trout stamps and salmon stamps. No license, no stamps required. We do expect people to still abide by all the other rules, size limits, bag limits, species restrictions you know don't go fishing for paddlefish for example so just really you know wanting people to to get an opportunity to give it a try and you know if they don't have equipment maybe they can you know, maybe there's some old dusty equipment that's been standing in the back of the garage for a long time this is the time to dust it off give it a try sure and, and you talked a little bit about no stamps being needed how about border waters like mississippi river or lake michigan uh what kind of rules are there yeah, you need to stay on the Wisconsin side of those waters. Why is it important for people to, to get introduced to fishing? We really want people to form a connection with the resource. We want them to 
take ownership in the resource. All the waters of Wisconsin belong to everybody. All of those lakes and streams, that belongs to us. It belongs to you and me. It belongs to our neighbors. We want everybody to go out there and really know that it's really in their hands. And we want them to just have a great time. You know, people have been stressed these last few months. This is a great opportunity to go out and, and experience the restorative qualities of being at the water's edge and just to form a relationship with it. You talked a little bit about in the past, you've had uh, different events as far as like classes and places where people can congregate. And this year with that not being possible, tell us a little bit about those changes that are happening this year compared to, to years past with the free fishing weekend. Right. Um, in years past, our colleagues at DNR, park staff, fisheries folks, law enforcement, we've all pitched in. We've all had an a role in offering clinics at many of our state properties and our partners have have stepped up really in big ways you know that many of the fishing clubs around the state have have pitched in civic organizations like the lions club community you know community parks facilities so many people have been involved in offering these clinics over the years you know we just we felt bad to just say no you know we're sorry we, we just can't do it this year we you know we can't really offer those kinds of clinics so it's really up to experienced anglers to take people in their households out fishing right now and we're hoping you know one day soon we'll be able to get together at the water's edge and and have these experiences together but right now it's you know the recommendation still is stick with people who have been living under the same roof with you and maintain a, a safe distance from others. So when you're out there fishing, maintain a distance of six feet from others, you know, passers-by, um, other anglers who are out there. So there's still a way to be friendly. Be safe. We're seeing license sales kind of skyrocket in many states. And a lot of it, I think, is just people that they can't go do things with this crowd. So they're, they're going to fishing and going to doing mountain, mountain biking and things that they can do uh, without big crowds. How have license sales been in Wisconsin this year? License sales, indeed, they have you know, spiked. There has been about 100,000 increase um, in license sales. 100,000 more licenses have been sold than about the same time last year. So that's combined um, in-state and out-of-state, about 90,000 in-state. I mean, this was last year's, last, excuse me, last month's figures. I haven't seen the update, but I, I'm sure it will exceed 100,000 easily. We're about 17% in revenue and increased revenue in license sales. And I haven't done the math to figure out how that all works together, but just, yeah, people are out. You know, they've been cooped up. Um, you know, going out to have some fresh air and just sit by the water, it really kind of soothes the soul. So we, you know, we're happy that people are able to take care, you know, take advantage of these opportunities with, with people they love, people who have, who they've been living with for all of these weeks. More, more anglers are getting out on the water this year, but part of your job was, the, the reactivation part. So do you think that this trend is just gonna be a blip on the screen? How do we get those people that are buying licenses this year that maybe haven't bought licenses in the past 
to stick with it and to, and to continue to fish into the future. Yeah, we certainly hope they'll stick with it. We, I have no way of knowing, but you know, we, we really hope that after this, you know, this um, health emergency calms down and people feel comfortable to, to go out again, we really hope that they'll, they'll stick with it because, you know, so much, uh, you know, there's this formula about the number of licenses that are sold and the amount of tackle that's purchased. There's a formula that goes into bringing federal dollars back to Wisconsin. And Wisconsin has been at the top of the food chain for a long time for that. So the more people who are actively participating and will continue after this year, the better off we'll be able to help you know, manage our resource. You know, we, we, we count on everybody to help us manage just by the you know, virtue of their actions. But to have our professional staff out there monitoring the resource and taking action where they can, that costs money. And the way we do that is through the sale of licenses combined with um, the, the tackle sales that occur across the nation. Then we get some of that excise tax back on all those things that are related to fishing. We get, we get some of that back home here and we, we do really pretty well. Catch and release fishing has has grown from something that I remember when I was growing up, people kind of shrugged their shoulders at it to now something where you've got game fish anglers like musky fishermen, uh, bass anglers. Do those people catch and release is like, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is what it's all about. But what we're seeing right now, especially, I mean, this is an ice fishing show today. We're kind of talking a lot of summer fishing, but it's an ice fishing show. What we're seeing right now with a lot of ice anglers is, is the desire to catch really big panfish and mm. we're seeing right now as people are talking about putting panfish back and people are talking about should we uh, cut back on on the bag limits for panfish what are you guys seeing uh, kind of with that topic and what people are, are talking about with panfish right yeah um when i was preparing to talk to you about this i, I did ask some of our panfish experts about this because i my job is to get people out to the water's edge and, and help them see the fish that are in our lakes and streams as an occasional fabulous meal, not to stock the freezer. We, we saw what happened with over-harvest years ago. We don't, we don't want to encourage over-harvest, but for people to sample the, the fish from Wisconsin's waters, that's just such a treat that we want to encourage. But no, you're right, we don't want to be taking home all the big spawners. The, you know, that's what our panfish biologists and researchers have been watching. They're seeing where there is a, uh, where there's been significant harvest of those bigger bluegill, then we, we get into some problems with size structure and age structure. So we want to encourage people to let go some of those bigger ones. You know, in other waters, sometimes we'll, we will see stunted population where there has not been a whole lot of harvest and there's a lack of predation to keep those size, size structures balanced. But definitely you want to, um, where we know that there is under harvest and low predation and there's all these little potato chip size bluegills. Yeah, take a bunch of those home and eat them, but let some of the bigger ones go because what's happening are the, the little ones are, are reproducing 
and you know, we're changing the, the genetic structure that way. We're, we're just getting the, the runts of the litter to reproduce instead of the ones that are more likely to grow to larger size. So there, you know, there have been some, um, some studies on that and some experiments with, with reducing panfish bag limits that I think is a really good idea. You know, not everybody needs to come, you know, bring home 50 bluegill. How about just a few, just to eat? Sure. Yeah, I, I remember uh, as a child going up to Nelson Lake uh, in the Hayward area. And at that time in the late 80s, if you picked up a magazine about pan fishing, which I did all the time, that was, that was the story. Nelson Lake is huge bluegills. And, and I remember going out and fishing and, and literally filling a live well with, with bluegills. And at that time, you could keep 50 fish. And, and the people mm -hmm. I was fishing with at that time, that's what you did. And if, you know, you went back to that lake 10 years later, they were gone. And it was because we were doing things like that. So it's a lesson learned. And it's, it's something that I teach my son all the time. And, you know, we fish a lake that it's a really kind of a small lake, but it's one of these gems that has some great fish in it. And it's a 25 fish limit, but we go out there and we usually keep 10 to 15 to make dinner. And, and it's something that we talk about a lot in the boat. And I think it's something that... Mm -hmm. You're hearing more yeah. and more people discuss. So if people want to know more about Free Fishing Weekend coming up, more about what's going on in Wisconsin for fishing, how can they reach out to, to the Wisconsin DNR and find out more info? We have a website that talks about Free Fishing Weekend. Right now, you know, in the past it would have listed, uh, you know, it would have had a list of clinics, but we don't have that right now. It's just basically what I've said is just go out, take your roommates out, take you know, your, your loved ones, your, whom, you know, whom you're sharing all this space with, and you're all getting kind of cooped up, just go fishing, you know, you can buy, um, you can still go to a hardware store and buy yourself a fishing pole. If you don't have one, you can make one. I mean, this is, this is a pop can rig, something that's kind of fun. Yeah. So you just wind, this does not, this does nothing for our excise tax, by the way, but it's, you know, <laughs> going anyway so line some line around a pop can and put your hook and your bobber and um and your sinker and we we like to promote non-lead sinkers whenever possible tungsten is great it has a lot of um uh it's it's a very dense material so you know sometimes those tin sinkers you need ones you know that are the size of a big marble to get them to go down but tungsten is heavy and it'll go down and I'm sorry, I don't have one to show you right now. But um, I caught bluegill with a pop can rig, and this is a great family thing. So, you know, if you've got, a, you know, if you can find a spool of line in your garage or your basement, make some pop can rigs and take the family out fishing. It's, it's a lot of fun. That, that will make some memories, and people, kids will remember that down the road. I remember we used to catch fish on pop cans. All right. You have to just remember when you cast it out, when you toss it out there, you don't let go. Otherwise, then you're littering, and that's no good. Want to bring it in? Awesome. Thank you very much, Teresa. Really appreciate your time and coming on the show. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys getting out of the water this weekend. You bet. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.